It's S-W-O-P-E-S My crew, my boo, my weed's the best So ahead of my time, you can't see me yet But the last thing you'll ever see is me be stressed mm. Hi everybody, it's your girl Elise Swopes What's good? Happy New Year <laughs> Oh my goodness, I don't, I don't even know where to start How are you? I hope you're doing well Welcome, welcome back And I'm really excited for this podcast Because we're going to be talking about what I've been up to, and then we're also going to, of course, talk about what is what is our 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 issue with fear. Why are we so afraid of fear? Huh? I mean, it is one of the biggest things that I think any human almost allows to hold them back from tons of different opportunities. And I'm curious, and and I am someone who is as well affected. So let's run through it. But first, <laughs> let's talk about it. Yes. I am engaged, <laughs> crazy, super weird, but like super good weird. I just, it's surreal, honestly. Me and Trash, aka Sadar, that's his real name, have been together for a, and I, I love how I say aka Sadar as if, it's really Sadar, aka Trash, but I, we've been together for almost 12 years and it's gone by really fast and we are really at a point where we're just so good and we communicate well and if you haven't had a chance go ahead and listen to our podcast that we had together it was a very interesting one and a great one because we talked about so many things that we have never talked about publicly on that one and we get to see the timeline that we've had as a couple and, and as a creative couple especially who have came up on instagram and created t two businesses and separate together but you know together and it's just kind of super surreal and amazing to see all of the feedback that we've gotten. So thank you all if you've said any kind words. It really means a lot since send DMs and replies and comments and it just it just really warms our hearts. So thank you. But uh, let's get into it. So I think, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm just clicking record on here and I didn't even really look at the last time I was talking to you all, but... Now, the end of the year was fairly busy, and when I say fairly, I mean absolutely 100% busy. I ended up getting featured by Meta, actually, as a future creator, as someone who is shaping the future of creativity in the grand scheme of community, I suppose, and so that was a really great, wonderful honor to experience. We ended up going to LA, where we met just a ton of different creators all over the place. And when I say we, I mean, I'm including all the other creators. I mean, it's just unbelievable how many faces I recognized and not just from like famous real people, but like TikTokers and very, I don't know, it was thing to just be around true content creators because as an artist who really came up on Instagram as someone who was truly just willing to try to express myself and have a platform to express myself as much as possible. And I know they do the same thing, just do it in a different way, which is not photography or digital design based in some way, but it's more conversational. But I just felt so interesting being there because I was like, is that, I mean, are these my people? Is this, is this who I am? Is this what we do? I don't know. I guess I'm still trying to figure out if I am a content creator or if I'm an artist or if I am an influencer or if I'm 
simply just swoops. I think I'm just swoops personally, but you know, we'll see what that means. Apparently I'm a creator. I think I'm a creator, honestly. But anyway, that's beside the point. That was really a wonderful opportunity to experience and to see and meet a lot of wonderful people like Karen X Chang and she's been doing some really cool AI stuff and yeah, just some great people. And I also, my goodness gracious, Art Basel, man. Art Basel was crazy. I'll just say that, okay? I did absolutely everything you can possibly think of. I showed my art at every place. I mean, it, it was showing at NFT Now. It was showing at the Instagram event, at least a dozen other places. Scope, I spoke at. I spoke at at least 10 other places as well. So I think, and I breathe out like that because, <laughs> because it was hard and I didn't get to even really see my art as much as I wanted to. I was so busy doing all the panels and busy producing our own events for Sunrise. Like we had 30 plus, maybe 40 plus different artists that we worked with to showcase their art at Zoratopia and at the other event that we were holding. So it was great, but it was stressful. And people also, they may RSVP for things, but it doesn't mean that they'll show up. And we live in a weird time where 82 people could RSVP for something and three show up. And that's somewhat what happened to us a little bit. We had a pool party, like a mansion pool party, and tons of people were like grabbing and begging to get on the list. And of course, our event happens and a lot of people don't even show up. So I was highly disappointed and just rethinking our approach on how we want to spend our money and our time in the space and just making sure we're giving our time and energy to things that really matter and will make a difference to other people's lives. So this year we're really focusing more on just like education for sure, for sure. I love being an educator. It's like my pride and joy, but also connection in the way of just having certain events that really tie around people collaborating and, and conversating and building with one another and a few other things that are super prominent, which is just making sure people feel like they're included and they feel like they're a part of an ecosystem and they feel like they can share an idea in a safe space and, and feel like, you know, that this is somewhere they belong. So I love that. But we're also finally releasing our PFP collectible called Lunar Blossoms. We've been working on it for more than a half a year and we started it because we really needed another collection that was going to help us get funded at Sunrise. Obviously, we have a ton of different initiatives that we try to accomplish, but with the Sunrise being every single day for 365 days, it was such a slow launch that we really didn't have as much funding as we would have liked. So we started creating this collection in hopes that we would have dropped it last year. But as NFTs go and as working and things and projects happen, stuff just takes a lot longer. So we decided to drop in January this month, obviously in 2023. And we're just thrilled because the collection is so gorgeous and we created it based entirely on a curriculum that I designed with my developer, Lauren Dorman, 
And we mentored an artist who's never created a collection before, Alyssa, and a developer who's never created a collection before, Bianca. And we met with them one-on-one and taught them basically everything that we think they should know to stay in a sustainable route in the Web3 space. So for me, what I really wanted to do with Alyssa in our curriculum was to help her sustain herself within the community. And it wasn't just about, hi, this is the NFT 101, but in the first phase, because we have three phases, in the first phase, I was really focused on her thinking about how she wanted to feel, who she wanted to affect, and what she wanted to accomplish in the space. And really thinking about an exit strategy versus just a strategy on the ego-driven kind of money-hungry kind of thought process. So came up with Lunar Blossoms, which is this beautiful, really beautiful collection. If you want to learn more, of course, go to sunrise.art. You'll find a link there to the Lunar Blossoms website where we'll be updating with way more info once the mint becomes available. But the first phase will be a free mint for about 1,700 people. And then the second phase will be a mint for $100 each for, we're going to have about 7,777 uh, collectibles available. So let us know at Sunrise, jump on our Discord, hit me on Twitter, let me know if you want to be involved with the process and I will figure out how to get you onboarded. Anyway, so Art Basel was cool, but honestly, I would never do that shit again. I'm good. I'm good on that. Yeah, that was a lot. But next year, I am probably going to speak on way less panels, And but I'm I'm going to choose to go see more art. I want to hang out with more artists. I want to build with more artists instead of just running around and being in a car so much trying to get from South Beach to Wynwood. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, never again. Anyway, so wow. So after Art Basel, I had to go to Dubai. Yeah, I went to Dubai real quick just to speak on or at the Soul Festival, which is just an amazing freaking like streetwear event in the middle of Dubai. And every single dope brand you can think of was there. I mean, everybody. And you could see the creativity level of how everyone was coming out. I mean, like Adidas had a pop-up out there. Crocs, Phillips even, Phillips like friggin' like toothbrush thing or electrics or whatever, they had a shoe cleaner out there. So it just goes to show that it was like a hype beastie type of thing. But there was hundreds of different types of pop-ups like this, like huge brands. I can't even think of them all right now, but, and then, and, and even in the Phillips one, they had this really cool thing where these people were like dancing at like a 70s kind of car shop and they were all dancers and they would do these like very specific dances like to clean their shoes with the product every hour or so and it would be like this really cool kind of social moment and it really inspired me. I was like, damn, I really want to like have something fun like that one day or produce something fun like that one day. So very inspiring, but you know, I will say... It was probably like top five like streetwear things I've been to. I would definitely go again, but I would probably want to make sure that like I have a lot of money because you're probably going to (laughs) spend not just a good amount of like just being in Dubai, but just 
spending money. Obviously, I'm buying a lot of stuff, so you just got to be prepared. But it's a good prepared. It's worth it. Shit, they had great stuff. And then you get to meet a lot, a lot of very successful people in brands. Met a lot of people from like Daily Paper, like the guy who made Daily Paper. Met a lot of creators and founders of these huge, huge brands. So if you're ever interested in trying to get more into that space, which I am obsessed now, I want to build my own brand. I want to design clothes and I only have so much damn hours in my life, but I am trying to do everything I can. And one day I think I will be able to. I just need to figure out how to expand my team or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Also, oh my gosh. So I didn't even say, oh my God, I didn't even say. So, and before, this is like before Miami. This is for, yeah, this is before Dubai. I went to BravoCon. I don't know if I talked to you guys about this already, but if you don't know what BravoCon is, BravoCon is the kind of like a festival conference thing that's based on Bravo Channel. And if you've ever seen any TV shows on Bravo Channel, they've got all the housewives and all the below deck and all the fun shows that I absolutely love that are just filled with drama and chaos and disruption. The shows that people say, why the hell are you watching that? Yes, I'm watching it. So I went to BravoCon as a VIP, even luckily as so, and I met every single celebrity there. Like I met, I even met Kathy Hilton, Paris Hilton's mom, which is so silly and funny, but she was really nice. I literally met everyone from all the shows like Vanderpump Rules. I met Kyle Richards, so many people from the freaking Salt Lake City. So I'm telling you, like I and, and all the below deck people, it was fun. It was really crazy and so cool. And I, oh, I talked to Andy Cohen too. So this is the one time I'm just going to be really fangirl right now. And because <laughs> I will say I was a little embarrassed to even like show or like talk about it while I was there, like to my audience, because they just don't know if that's my audience. But I met a lot of people there who run like fan accounts and stuff in there. So we follow each other and that's where I get to have my moment to shine where I can be like, oh my God, did you see that last episode? That was crazy. That feels good to have people where I can talk to them about that because it doesn't really happen fairly often on my side, but it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, honestly, that probably sums up of like the highlights of some things that I haven't talked about. I think the last time we spoke was at the end of September. So we've caught up since then. We've we've spoke about a little bit of what happened throughout the year. So I'm glad that we caught up then because I'm sure that's a long episode. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I need to look back at it. But if it is, honestly, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Yo, by the way, I need to tell you about this app that my friend Patrick sent to me. It's called Anatone, Anatonin, no, Amatone. Oh my God, I can't even talk. It's called Amatone, okay? And you talk into your phone for 30 seconds and it tells you your hydration, your digestion, your energy, your stress, and your sleep information, okay? 
And I am really freaked out by this thing, okay? Because it's saying things like where my muscles are hurt and these, and it literally hurts in my muscles where it's saying that I, that it is. It's really freaking me out, you guys. And this app is on my test flight right now. So I got like a little test link with it. So I don't know if it's in the app store right now. I don't think so. But when it's out, I promise I will let you know because I'm like so freaked out about this in a good way. But also in a bad way because it's telling, it also tells you like what vitamins you need, stretches you need to do. And I'm just like, damn, I need to, I need vitamins, like a lot of vitamins. So I'm not trying to be out here swallowing vitamins like that though. Ugh. Anyway, so let's, for the next half of this, because I'm just going to keep these these episodes short and sweet this time around. Those hour and a half episodes are crazy. Don't you think? Oof, I don't know about all that. But let's talk about fear. Let's talk about it, right? Fear of failure, most importantly. And fear of failure, I think, is a very common feeling of every single person probably on the internet. Every single person who wants to have any kind of online presence, any kind of brand, any kind of authentic representation of themselves. Because when we fail, we feel like what we've done is a signifier to what's to come maybe we aren't as good as we thought we were maybe we're we'll be embarrassed by how people judge us by our failures and won't provide us opportunities and maybe we'll simply just die right i mean it's really just that extensive kind of feeling of being human really at the end of the day is like we're just afraid that the really inner depth to die alone and hungry and homeless okay and our fear of failure really comes from that where if we fail we won't have any of that we won't have any any consistency any support and that can be very soul crushing and to the extent that we don't even offer ourselves an opportunity to try we don't even give ourselves an opportunity to try so you have to somewhat figure out the older you get to feel fear of failure and to pick out the lessons and to continue on and to persevere because that's what being successful is about. It's not about those outcomes. It's about how you turn things around and continue to elevate. Well, now, According to this article that I am about to somewhat navigate through, because I do like it and I like the tips that they gave, I'll probably switch some things out for how I feel about it. But now, according to betterup.com, and this was written by a PhD type of person, aka doctor, the key to breaking this pattern, recognizing behaviors, is really to make sure that you are admitting what those behaviors even are. I mean, you get a understand what you're feeling and why you're feeling it and when you feel that you understand that it'll give you an opportunity to move forward and to create some solutions now a lot of people who typically feel the fear of failure 
are really afraid to try new things. It's, it's a really hard thing to do to put yourself outside of your comfort zone to do the things that may help you evolve as a, as a person or as a creative, as, as a business person, right? And that in itself is very self-sabotaging. I mean, it'll get you really to a place where you can't even pursue your goals and, and you're, you're paralyzed. I like to say sometimes I, I'll, I mean, I have a, a pen and a book at all times and I will write down a ton of, ton of different ideas and ton of different things I want to do. But sometimes I am in a position where I'm at, at a standstill. And I call it analysis paralysis, where you're just studying so much, you're, you're looking so much, you're inspired by so much, but you're not breathing out. And I say breathe out in the way that inspiration is breathing in, but taking action on that breathing in is breathing back out so that you're staying alive. And so breathing out means that you're actually taking action and doing things. And sometimes we can get real high on the feeling of the idea of it, but not actually doing it. So yeah, anyway, that was my story on that. So perfectionism also clearly is another big one, something that I struggle with quite a bit and one that a lot of my mentees have struggled with as well and I mean, people all over the world, right? Perfectionism is really, it's interesting because we all know that it's there if you're an aware person and we almost trick ourselves to the point, and this is what I do personally, and I guess I'll speak for myself, is that I somewhat trick myself into believing that my perfectionism is really just my style. <laughs> like my perfectionism, or at least my my ability to not want to try something different in some way is my is telling myself that I just don't want to do it because I am a high quality artist and that's not something that I would ever do. But like, is it though? I mean, am I? I don't know. It's it's just such a questionable thing. And I think we all struggle with this kind of perfectionism in a way that of the ideal outcome or the ideal character that we've become or or the the perfect it is it's it's just we really aren't even willing to put ourselves in a position to try if we can't even meet those extremely high standards so man it's pretty extensive how we really get in our own way (laughs) but yeah i mean if obviously if any of these resonate with you it's really it's not ever too late to to update your mind and update the way that you respond to certain things that you really want to accomplish. And I say respond very specifically, and I say this on my podcast quite a bit. I say respond very specifically because responding is thinking about how you want to say it, what you want to feel from saying it, and what you're going to say. And reacting in most cases and and how most of us have grown up to think that how we need to reply to certain people or certain situations is just going right ahead. And, 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 and sure, there's a lot of situations where we should react because it's in a timely manner. But if you don't need to react or respond in a way that is timely, then of course, think about and sit back and take a little bit more time. So yeah. So I'd say I love this on this article because it's, it's asking you to ask yourself four questions, okay, before you you really 
put yourself in a position where you're not taking a chance on yourself because you're terrified of failing. And when you put yourself obviously in that position when you're terrified to fail, you end up doing nothing at all. I was terrified to do my first podcast, like absolutely terrified. And I mean, I drank, again, I drank, and I tell this story on here quite a bit as well, is that I I had my laptop. I didn't even have like a computer. I didn't even have a mic. I just like recorded on my laptop mic. And I had two glasses of wine and I was just like, I need to get through this. And I was so nervous. I like sweated through my clothes and I was so prepared. I had like studied what I was going to say. And now I'm sitting here right now and I I have a couple notes, just like little bullet points of what I want to talk about. But like other than that, there's, I'm chilling. I have like a glass of water here (laughs) and I'm not even sweating at all. I'm I'm relaxed and I'm going to go about my day after this. So Things change. I think I'm about 40-something episodes in, and you got to take a chance and feel the fear and do it anyway. But anyway, so start by asking yourself these four questions uh, to prompt a different way of thinking. The first question is, what am I really afraid of? Yeah, yeah. You got to ask yourself, what are you really afraid of? I mean, I'm thinking about right now, I'm trying to open myself to post more story driven things that aren't like so high quality driven like I just posting on TikTok about what I've done in a way that's just shot on my phone or not it doesn't need to be super creative and super ridiculous it could just be this this thing that I tell my story and express myself and I am really afraid of posting those on my Instagram because I am afraid of Man, like now, see, I'm getting real too. (laughs) What am I really afraid of? I'm really afraid of people thinking that I can't create good content anymore because I am sharing content that is somewhat low quality and it's like some other people post too. So I guess it sounds weird when I say it out loud and it feels good to say it out because maybe I could share that today, right? I mean, maybe I just will. (laughs) So if you see it, comment on it and say you heard my podcast and you're proud of me. But also, okay, if you hear any beeping in the background, it's because my my damn laundry and it is driving me nuts. Anyway, okay, so I paused it, got the laundry, we're good. The next question you got to ask yourself is who am I fighting for? And it says sometimes your fear stops you from helping people you care about. And that's a good question. Who are you doing what you're doing for? What what are you trying not to be fearful for? I mean, personally, I'm I'm trying not to be fearful for myself and my family so that if I can put myself in these uncomfortable, cringy situations that I can offer myself bigger opportunities and better opportunities that I've seen other people get and I feel like I'm holding myself back, right? So I'm honest. You got to be honest, okay? And (laughs) the third question is, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst? Come on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's the worst that could happen. Really nothing. The worst that could happen is people unfollow me and they're just like, you changed. Like who, your, your art sucks. Like you really fell off. Like, wow. Like that's the worst that could happen. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the next and the last question is, is what if I succeed? If I succeed, 
it would feel like I really wasted so much time being afraid and it would feel like I could finally just be myself and I don't have to overthink everything or feel like everything is that serious. It would really change my life probably, honestly. Wouldn't it change yours if what you thought you were afraid to do forever but then you did and you were like, wow, this is not what I thought. It would open up a whole new opportunity for you to really be like, I'm not afraid of anything. Man, I'm I'm interested in that. Okay, so now we're going to wrap it up with their seven tips on how to get over the fear of failure. Again, thanks for this betterup.com article, which I am now reading. Not reading it word for word, but picking up some things that I enjoyed. I was reading a bunch of different ones, and this was the one that I thought would accumulate of some good things that we can chat about. But the first of seven tips is to accept that failure is normal and it can be a good thing. Come on, hell yeah, it's true. I've had to grow to accept it myself. I mean, it's it's if there was no failure, there would be no story, no lessons. I mean, if you think about every single person that you look up to, there's an arc. There's an up and there's a down and then there's an up. It's like you don't trust anyone who's had a perfect story almost. Or maybe you do. I don't know. I don't. I guess. What do they have to learn? What do, what do they have to teach me? I guess. I don't know. I guess no one has to teach me anything. But you get what I'm saying, right? Okay, so tip number two, adopt a beginner's mindset. Oh man, I love this tip actually. This is a great tip because I think, and this is for me too, we all get caught up on what we've done before, what we know, and we don't want to go backwards. And you have to have a beginner mindset to begin or to even be with anything, to be humble in that way, to learn, to grow. You got to do it. Tip number three, Talk to someone you trust. True. I like to talk to my fiance. I probably should stop asking social media about what they think, to be honest with you. I'm tired of doing that. I need like a very trustworthy group, which is like my group chats on Twitter. Give yourself more options. Come on. That's like everything. You gotta really... Think about how the mind is what chooses how we see. And if you can utilize your imagination on multiple different possibilities or multiple different endings, or this is a really wonderful way to not just feel a little better and have a positive mindset, but to manifest that shit. Okay, because manifestation is not so much this magical fucking thing that everybody talks about. It is simply a process that works because when you talk about something, when you practice something, when you be about something, when you just are about something, it becomes. Live it, breathe it, think about it. Okay, number five, remember the cost of not trying. In the words of the hockey legend Wayne Gretzky, as they put on here, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It reminds me of Michael Scott when he wrote that that was his quote of that quote. Anyway, it's true though. 
It's true. It's absolutely true. It's the same way with this damn podcast. The same example I'd say again. It's like people always say, how much, how, how do you have so much time to do all these different things? Dude, it takes me 30, it's, it's, it's about 31 minutes in, sure. But it takes me about 45 minutes every month to record a podcast. And then I just send it to the people who edit it. And then I just post it and move on with my life. And now I have a podcast. I mean, you really got to think about not just the cost and that trying, but think of the cost of the time that you could be spending so lightly on something so heavy. I mean, your podcast can be 10 minutes and you can talk about everything you did in that day. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't need to be that crazy. As long as people hear your voice and hear what you're doing. And the sixth step is to, and tip at least, <laughs> is to adjust on the fly. And know that nothing is ever set in stone. It's true, man. Nothing is. And what helps you survive for a little bit won't help you survive forever. And we just have to accept that. That when you feel overwhelmed, there is a shift happening. And what you thought was a lot at one point will be what you think is normal. And it will continue to happen over and over again. So just learn to, first of all, communicate really well with people. If you can't do something, tell people something that you can't. If you know that a date needs to change for a due date, then tell people you need to change it. I mean, I've done things like that a million times in life. People understand, and life is not crazy like that. Like, it's not that serious. It really is not. And last but not least, be afraid and do it anyway. I wholeheartedly believe that. Come on, like it's fear is a natural human emotion. It is something that we are going to feel for the rest of our life. And if you are ever so smart, you will figure out how to be afraid and do it anyway. All in all, acceptance is key, man. It really is. I mean, we all understand that our fear of failure really will hold us up in many ways and making mistakes can definitely be embarrassing. I mean, at the worst, it will really actually affect people. It could actually do something and hurt someone or hurt ourselves. And we really do have to be careful and be uh, aware and mindful and, and slow down and make sure that mistakes aren't just something that we accept because they can happen, but something that we can grow through and, and, and understand that not every risk is worth taking in life. Of course, there are tons of opportunities that involve a healthy challenge. And if you're like me, someone who <laughs> has quit your job and now you want to start a personal brand and you're motivated, you're ambitious, you want to learn, you like social media, you want to have a small business online, you want clients, you want brand work, I have got a free ebook for you. So download that personalbrand.tips and you'll find my ebook. Put your email in, you'll sign up, you'll get the free link, and you'll hear from me soon because I'm going to be putting out some more newsletters with some information to be helping all my peoples out. I'm going to be putting out some courses and we're going to be chit chatting way more. I'm going to be doing some more live courses and things like that. So I'm excited to see your faces. I'm excited to chat with you. I'm excited to just build with each other this year and to make our dreams come true because this is what it's all about. Let's get rid of this fear of failure and move forward. Fail forward.
okay? Anyway, what am I looking forward to most in 2023? Well, I am mostly looking forward to really just allowing life to flow. 2022 was really, really rough in the way that I was forcing so many things. I just said yes, and I figured it out later, just as I always have. But like I said, what helps you survive for a little bit won't help you survive forever. So I'm really just trying to figure out how to value my time and my effort and what I've accomplished in my life so far, and how to utilize that to grow and to make my money work for me and to help other people with what they want to accomplish. So I appreciate you as always, thank you for being so amazing and taking your time to be here with me. I know you could be anywhere else in the whole world, but you're here listening to me. And again, I'm just so grateful. So take care, be well, keep being amazing, and we'll chat soon. Bye-bye.